welcome back to the Red Lining Podcast. It's the podcast that talks about music, events, and the culture that surrounds it. To my right is the one, the only, he's a DJ. He's also a very big English football supporter. A warm and uh, welcome uh, bonjour to <laughs> Richard Parker. Uh, fuck you very much. <laughs> and sitting across from us in the hot seat, we've got Andy Meek. He is a club owner of uh, Ink Bar and uh, the brand new Mothership. Yeah, and the Yacht, yacht Club in Regler. So those of or those of the listeners who don't know your background, just give us a little bit of that. Um, so starting with the Yacht Club, I guess. Yeah, um, I... I've been in England for a bit. I came back oh, late late nineties, I guess. Still in a bit of low level finance and shit. Um, and uh, one one of my friends came back. A good one of my best mates from Rotorua, and uh, under duress from uh, my missus, yeah, get us out of the house, get a fucking job. Um, we started looking at business opportunities. Literally, the second one we looked at was the space, which was abandoned. That was Inc. And we got in there and renovated it and. What you see now is what, what we did 20 years ago, 22 years ago. So Inc's obviously been a bit of a mainstay of the Auckland electronic music scene. Um, how do you think you've kept that longevity? Um, yeah, I, we've, um, we had a bit of a false start at, 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 at the beginning. Um, me, me and my best mate partner, we sort of fell out on the original direction. He wanted... Um, he'd be bouncing at the Met in London, and he sort of had that sort of idea. Um, so it was, you know, quality DJs, no no door fee, which is essential. Um, after two years, he had had enough, and I brought him out, and I started booking Greg. Even though John loved Greg, he um, he, he thought he was too banging, so I started booking Greg Churchill, started putting cover charge on, started doing parties, and it slowly evolved from there. And Greg is still a resident DJ there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Greg's Greg's best DJ I've ever heard. He's a different planet. Nice. How does owning a club in Auckland compare with owning a club in Raglan? Uh, well, I, well I, um, I, I, I also had one called Coherent, which was um, next to Inc. I had that for seven years from 2005 to 2012. Yeah. Um, you could connect through the back door, so it could be Inc., could be Incoherent, or it could be Coherent. Um, and and although Anchor's always been techno and house uh, coherent, we'd, we'd do heavy heavy bass, we'd do bands, yeah. we'd, we'd sort of mix it up a bit. But um, my, my lease ran out after seven years, and you know I, I didn't want to take it on again. It was oh. it was too much of a struggle. So literally, we gave that up. Um, did you open all of those at the same time, or the? No, I, I did Ink in two thousand. Yep. Um, coherent in two thousand five. Yacht, the yacht club was already going. It was mm. a um, it already had a reputation. Maybe two thousand eight that started. So I bought that. I took over at the end of two thousand and thirteen. So pretty much nine years ago. Yeah, nice. What's it like being the owner of a club that's pretty successful? Uh, oh yeah, it's um, it's uh, you, uh, everyone likes doing things well. It's. Um, did you find yourself yeah. like in, in the glory days going down there and like just looking around all these people like going for it on the dance floor going, oh, I created this? Uh, Fucking hell, I would be. <laughs> 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 this is mine. Um, um, oh, probably, you know, I don't get to ink that often these days, but it, I probably feel like that more these days that it can um, exist and thrive without me. Yeah, now, I'm immensely proud of it. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, we had a conversation um, not so long ago 
um, where we came and interviewed you, adding and talk about how <laughs> how you and you, how are your dogs, by the way. <laughs> um, beautiful dogs. Yeah, though. they were beautiful. Lovely. lovely. I left them alone today. Oh, did you? Okay. Are they are they still attracted to each other? Or? <laughs> yeah, gay brothers. <laughs> um. I've lost my... Oh, yes, that's right. We can... <laughs> <laughs> I do have the image Gay of the brothers. dogs. Oh, fuck, it's oh, man, that's not good, is it? Yeah. That's not good. Okay. So, um, yeah, we came down and talked to you as part of our redlining documentary about yep. um, the kind of struggles you had with, um, you know, keeping Ink Bar open uh, during the lockdowns and then the restrictions. Um, when we finally came out of it, what was your... Uh, were you, was it like a feeling of relief? Was it like, you know, you've wasted two years? What was your, your kind of state at that time? Um, I I knew it was going to be hard work, like like the um if you go if you go from the first lockdown which finished in what, June two thousand mm. um, and twenty, and then down again and every, every time and it was over the the yachty and Inc, every time that you reopened the enthusiasm was a bit worse. I mean that that first one, the the first time it, it actually saved my life. I I got myself in the shit trying to buy buy some premium property in Raglan and I'd fucked it up. Um, I was paying huge interest. Um, things weren't looking that flash, I'd been shut. And then the eight weeks that Inc was open, it was um, the best eight weeks I'd traded in 20 years. It was it was that phenomenal. Um, and in that moment I was able to show my books and, and refinance and get myself out of the shit and carry on. Did you think so, that was just like a, a sense of relief of, of, obviously, you know, the fact that your financial problems were a little bit relieved, but also from a from a patron's point of view, this kind of uh, release from the restrictions, yeah. from the lockdowns, and finally get out and mm. you know party. Yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. Like I say, it was the biggest eight weeks I'd ever had. Um, you know, the, the the police were sort of turning a blind eye to numbers. Um, yeah, it was it was it was incredible. You know, so. But the next lockdown, it, it it you know went, and then it wasn't the same enthusiasm, and then. Um, it just got less and less, you know, people mm. adapting to the reality of life. Mm. So in the last year, when, you know, we completely came out of restrictions, uh, have you seen the numbers sort of slowly go up or has it been kind of an instant thing? Uh, no, Inc's gone to troughs I never thought would happen. Like um, um, there's there's been nights that, um, you know, you're, you're breaking worse records, uh, lower records. It, it was, it was um, it's been super challenging. Um, the Yachty was... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Raglan and Windsor is always problematic, um, but but Inc from July to, with the occasional exception from July to really November was, um, I'd, I'd never known it to be like that. I guess I'd been pretty lucky that having it for a long time, uh, always keeping cover charge on, mm. but in, in, in a way I, I would subsidise the Yacht Club with Inc and, and then that was gone and I'd, I'd committed to the new one, so it's... It's been a pretty challenging four or five months. Is a yacht club quite a um, seasonal place? I mean, place like Raglan, summer's booming. Yeah, um, it, it is seasonal. It's 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 getting slowly busier over over the season starts a bit earlier every year. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah. You know, I'd say ninety percent of the nights I lose money, and the ten percent that I you, you make money on, you have to make as much as you can. It's yeah, challenging, but it's fun. Yeah. Have you not thought of going? I can't be doing with this anymore. Oh, I don't. Um, I enjoy what I do. My missus had put me out to work, and oh, I'll fight that till the bitter end. <laughs> I've been put out to pasture. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I like what I do. I, I think I'm good at it. I'm probably in the better operators at, you know, I mean, I've, I've you know, I've done probably 4,000 nights, three and a half, 4,000 nights opening my different places. Mm. Um, I book everything that goes through. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm into it. Holy right. shit! I mean, that's a, those figures are quite astounding if you think yeah. about it, isn't it? <laughs> you know? it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you've only got the three. You got the three places going now: Inc., yeah. um, uh, Yacht Club, and now yeah. the Mothership. Yeah. So um, I, I had to take a partner on in the Mothership, and that's that sort of saved me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the thinking about going in and and purchasing the mother uh, the Mothership? You know, you've just come out of a pandemic. You say that. Inc.'s numbers are dwindling a little bit, and yet here comes an opportunity to invest in another place. Um, oh, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, um, I don't think it's a secret that I've, I've had I've had problems with my landlords in Raglan. Um, you know, people know that there's been major issues there that they've been wanting to get rid of me, that I've, I've pushed back, that I haven't let them steal my business like they've stolen others. Um, the land, the guy who controls um, the company that that runs the yacht, uh, yacht club, he bought the building that Inc was in like um, June twenty twenty. Um, was that a coincidence? No, no, fuck no. First thing he did was tell um, one of my staff in Raglan that oh, tell Andy I bought the building. I hadn't spoken to him in three years. Well, what's his what's his motivation? Well, I don't talk to him. He's there's a history of. Fucking people. Oh, so, I mean, was it like a Raglan Mafia or something? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Ra- it's, he, he runs a company called Raglan Roast. Um, yeah. So he bought it. He yep. bought it and he transferred it to the company. In October 2020, a couple of my friends came to me just going, he's telling people in public he's going to bankrupt me and take my house. But this is just confirmation of shit that's been happening yeah. really since 2015. Yeah. And But you're still going strong though. Yeah, well, um, it's it's... It's it's cost me a lot to keep the yacht club open, yeah. Um, but I, I um, this this fuck isn't, you know, I'm I'm not letting him steal twenty years of my life, you know. You're gonna beat it. So, You're gonna beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's that was sort of one of the reasons why I sort of looked at the mothership. Um, my sort of ambitions and and what I wanted the yacht club to be, I, I was never going to be able to do it. Mm. So when we when when COVID hit on the first wave, uh, there was a a fund made available for music venues. So um, so for the yachty, I, I if you haven't been to the yacht club, it's the buildings are shitter. Um, buildings are shitter, but you know, I've soundproofed it. It's 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 amazing what it is, but small. But we've we've got an incredible outdoor space, which I fought really hard to keep. Um, it's 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 amazing. So so when when the COVID recovery fund came in, like I got fifty k plus for um, for the Audi, and it had to be spent on infrastructure. So right. yeah, yep. and it was cool because um, you know fucking it's 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 hard keeping things going. I think so, something like that, obviously, reputation is everything. Mm. You know, um, and the yacht club's got a massive reputation mm. for obviously um, for being the venue out. In Raglan, mm. that people want to play, mm. um, you know, internationals go mm. and play, mm. and especially in the summer, just mm. being a really nice place to go. Yeah, well, this this out, out, outdoor space. So um, I got funding to concrete the outside. It's just 
shit at the moment. Um, this is all stuff that my landlord should have been doing, and they've been mm. promising to do it to concrete an area like. So you're paying? Are you funding this? No, it was it was in the COVID recovery. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So it was to to concrete that. It was to um, put fixed points on the buildings around, and have a uh, a marquee, the best in the world, all the festivals that you could put up to those fixed points, yeah. and you have three poles in the middle, mm-hmm. which you um, you get your fall on. Uh, and it was to to put some extra toilets in because well, toilets the idea just shit. Um, Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, to use the mean the urinal, you have to walk past a woman's toilet. Cold, so I mean, <laughs> fucking, I should have that, but my landlords won't fix it. Yeah. So I got COVID funding that that covered all that. Yeah. Um, and even though I only used the yacht club from five o'clock onwards, um, and the Raglan Roast businesses there that would have the benefit of this the rest of the time. Uh, they just refused to do it. So it was like, fuck, you know, what do you do? You, 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 you. I'd already started doing our outdoor outdoor gigs. Um, yeah. our, our Sunday sessions are, are, are fucking amazing. Um, and we go outside till five and then inside from ten. But I'd started like maybe once or twice a year doing really good bands outside. Yeah. Um, really, you know, like, like building a stage, bringing a stage in, putting a PA in, um, keeping into my noise management and finishing by ten. And you could see the potential, but you couldn't book this too far in advance because you were dependent on the weather. So to get my cover in, you, you, you throw the weather out and you can sell your four or 500 tickets and right. and you can go for it. And if I'd moved my noise management plan to 11 in line with the council restrictions, then you could have bands and that outside to 11. So it was, it was, a, it was, it was an idea that... Um, yeah, you know, it was it was doable. It was paid for. Uh, it would have been incredible. Yeah. Um, you say it would have been. So is it? Yeah, the landlords landlords just refused to do it. I mean, you know, some of the the, the landlord structure is one guy owes fifty percent. He's a lawyer, a property developer. It's just play to him. Um, mm. uh, he was he was in stuff a few years ago, spending fifteen million dollars to put power lines underground. First contact I had with him, he was like, Andy Lewis. Business with the NBR is considerably undervalued my net worth. I should be in there right at the top. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Probably thinks you'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the type of clown. So he yeah. So he's fifty percent. Originally he was on my side. Um but then I, I had the Raglan Roast guy removed as landlord spokesman like two thousand seventeen. Um I'd lost my liquor licence. I went to court, I won it back on the principle that you can't take a licence for bunch of minor shit like you know forgetting to pay your fucking pie money literally <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah my right to register my food registration to sell pies you know wow yeah yeah, the fight, yeah, yeah. and so I won that in court and it was a pretty good precedent to set yeah um but then when I got it back he said that from that moment on all the decisions instead of being majority we had 50% of your say were unanimous so the other known landlords owned the 50% any one of them could kick up, and so it meant it gave Tony back control again. All oh, right. So what what's what what's happening with the yacht club at the moment? It just is what it is. Okay. So, well, there's a lot of stuff I'm not going to go into because it's a big, mm-hmm. it's still a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my automatic rider renewal should have been, I tried to exercise it in October 2020. Yeah. always refused to exercise it. They just presumed they could throw me out. They've set up a competing music video on my boundary. Um, a competing what? Sorry. A competing music venue called the Yard the on venue. my boundary, yep. like on the outdoor space. Yep. Um, two of the landlords are partners in it. The other, 
to people are people that in the music industry, but yeah, you know. So I have a competing music venue funded by my landlords, subsidising their rent. What's that like? Oh, it's just open wall. I'm not going to yeah. put up with that fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, what do you do? I- um, and there's the same landlord who uh, who who bought the ink building. So buys the ink building. What? Yeah, yeah, bought the bought the ink building June 2020. Um, so this year. I just after we saw you actually we um, literally the front of the building fell off. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got, I got. In fact, it had happened because my builder was in there when when we did the last mm. interview. Yeah. So I contacted this guy, um, asked him to fix it. No answer. Um, so I had to do it myself. So I spent twenty one k getting the building repaired so it could get a warrant of fitness. Otherwise, it wouldn't have got a warrant of fitness. Now, um, does that come out of your own pocket? No, I just didn't pay rent. Uh, oh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. you know, I mean, I'm yeah, and um, so my build has been through since then, and there's you know, the same thing's going to happen next year. There's another considerable amount, so yeah. I, I haven't paid rent since July, or maybe August now. Yeah. Um, so where's that going? I, I just put it aside, you know. I mean. So right. Andy, now you have the mothership. Please tell me you don't have the same landlord. <laughs> so, 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 it's worse. <laughs> so, um, so I've, I've gone from these odious fucks being as as bad as you can imagine. Like I paid full rent all through COVID, like forty weeks. Yeah, yeah. like they really yeah. tried to screw you. Yeah. Um, to probably the best. So, so my new landlord is a um, a ginormous um pre-op trans- transsexual that lives in Sydney. Um, gave the previous owner like heaps of rent discounts in, in COVID. Um, yep. We've already asked for one or two when things have been tough, um, and is fully supportive of everything you do. So yeah. I've gone from like having the worst set of scumbags on one hand to <laughs> like really amazing supportive person that's one hundred percent. Do you do? And a really good mate of Bevan Keys. Oh, Went to school with nice, Bevan Keys. So is that a bit strange? Because almost you like you when when you've got a landlord. That is so supportive, and he's probably saying yes to most things that you want to say. You're like, are you almost sort of like, are you sure? You know, because I've been dealing with, you know. Um, well, you, you know, I mean, the yachty's yachty's cool because we make it cool. Um, I've soundproofed inside, um, but you know, the in any it, it it could have been amazing. It could have been fucking amazing. You know, with this outdoor thing, moving around, just making little things, making things that make people feel safer. It could have been fucking incredible. Mm. Um, but it was it was never going to happen, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I strive to do the best I can with, with these things. And it was, you know, I thought I was going to win, but it's like, man, maybe you don't win. Maybe these fucks do. Maybe this fuck does. I still struggle to find out what their motivation is. Is it just purely to get rid of you? Um, the, the Raglan Roast guy set it up as a private members club called... Uh, yacht, yacht stands for UO Tony. Um, right. It was it was a private members club in Raglan. As I pointed out to him, it was probably as ridiculous as a um, gentleman's club, which evidently it was. Mm. I thought well, that was roast because that would be an appropriate name, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. P- private yeah. members. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so it was going to be shut down by Webb the lawyer, um, a, a family, and evidently Tony Beard, the Coddingtons, really prominent music family, and a and a Coddington's dad. Um, and, and rags, um, Cods took it over. Um, family ran it for four or five years, and then they they just wanted to sell it. Um, they wanted someone like me to take over, who who could, you know, push it to where they wanted. Um, and 
from what I gather, Tony just expected to get it at a bargain. So mm. that's what I, what I gather. Um, but he just presumed that he could get it and when it was too expensive, but yeah, I paid good coin for it, that he just thinks he can take it back. Fair enough. Mm. Well, not to me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you keep the positive outlook on this whole on the, all these situations? Do you just keep opening up new places in Auckland, or like oh, why? Um, why oh, do you do it? No, I mean, it, it's it's um, it was it was it was you know, I mean, the 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 pressure is quite intense. It's I'm only going into a little bit of it here. Um, yeah, it's it's been quite intense, and it was I, I don't know. It was like you know. Yeah, maybe I am going to lose twenty years worth of work, um, and and I, I heard that Impala was I saw that Impala was had hadn't opened. Um, mm. I'd only been there once, and uh, I, I actually thought the bar was in the middle of the what's the dance floor, you know. So I had no idea. Um, but I, I just just sort of I had a I'd had a yeah you know, I don't know like things. I just I just drove up and had a look, um, and. I was I was pretty surprised with what I saw. Like I could I could see the potential of things were changed around. Um, and on on the way back, I, I I called in to to Rags. I called in to see my mate um, uh, Pat Pat Hawkins from State of Mind. Um, I talked to him about about what I thought, what I saw, what it could be. Um, he 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 got interested. You know, we 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 go way back. You know, he's you know, people I trust more than any, anyone. Mm. Um, we went, we went back for it. I stayed up, went back for a look, look the next day, and we, um, we just thought it would would be a go. But what we what we both said um, was we just just wanted a really high standard, like like the the COVID fund that I re- that I mentioned before. So um, money I got for Ank, I, I got a, a new a PA, you know. Um, but I, I yeah, it takes a while to put these things. So I just took it down to Raglan to start with. Um, and it was it was transformative, you know, like a, a, mm. a brand new PA. Mm. Um, and it's not as if my sound systems were bad, but when you put something brand new, and it's like, you, you, yeah, you're deaf fuck like me, you know, it's like it's like yeah. you can just sort of see the difference. Yeah. Um, so then the the um, the the money I had for the yachty, I that I had for the out, outdoor project, which I knew it was <laughs> one of the landlords on my side. He goes, um, well, you should have told. Johnny lacked testicular fortitude. So he hasn't got any fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, when when you know, it, was a, it wasn't going to happen. So I bought a new new moved the ink one back, bought a new PA, and then um, it's it's just incredible listening to. You know, not my my sound was never bad. People liked it. it was never a problem. But I knew it was way better. It felt better. Um, I was able to put air conditioning back in ink. Um, hmm. And and the reality is, there's there's, there's not much money in, in clubbing. I mean, I've, I've been incredibly lucky with Inc. that um, that I haven't had to open midweek. That I can take a little bit of everyone's door. That I run my own nights. Um, but to have the um, to be able to upgrade your 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 sound and up, upgrade shit, it's 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 so hard. You know, I mean, mm. it's hard enough just keeping doors open, especially with. Um, so this this was this was just, you know, it's sort of. It really changed things. It, 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 you know, I mean, I, I could see the difference in both places. I could feel the difference. Um, um, so, so when I was when I was talking to Pat about it, I, I said, "Look, if this happens, we go for the best sound, the best possible fucking sound." 
um, you know, at, 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 at the Yachty, we do um, all types of genres. We do band, all types of bands. We, we, we try and do everything, you know. It always sounds, it always sounds good. It always sounds really good. Um, and, and me and Pat were talking, and, and, and we sort of wanted it to be like the Yacht Club on steroids. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a big space. It can do 400 comfortably. So how long's the mothership been open? We opened July 8th. Okay, so it's been a pretty positive six months, yeah. would you say? Yeah, we, 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 we did all the renos, it took eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So we, we ripped into it. And what's the response been like? What's, what's, I mean, you've been, had some pretty busy nights. Um, you've attracted some big international guests, bands. Mm. Is it, ha, has it been everything you thought it would be? Um, I knew it would be hard. I, I didn't think it would be this fucking hard. You know, it's um, it's it's just the sort of um, if if we haven't have um, set a, such a high bar for ourselves, like well, with with the with the sound system, um, I went I went to a guy Mark from Forge Audio who I've dealt with years and years, and we talked about it. Um, he said you've got to go with Adamson, which is one of the premium brands, are Live Nation compatible. Mark happened to be the biggest buyer of Adamson in the country. Explain he, Live Nation compatible. What does that mean? So Live Nation are the biggest um, concert company in the world, right? Uh, promotions company in the world. Gotcha. Yep. They, you know, pretty. So it's kind of like meeting up to Netflix standards if you were making a video. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, this yeah, is the sound yeah, yeah, equivalent. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so um, in New Zealand, Live Nation run uh, the Victor, and they also run the Tuning Fork. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So um, they've got the you know, evil hand over everything. <laughs> um, and so Adamson is their prereq. So a gig at the Tuning Fork is Adamson. So talking to Mark. So, so when I first met Mark, he, he'd come to New Zealand like he was starting out. It, when I last had dealt with him, he'd gone big. Now yeah. he's huge. You know, now he's, um, you know, biggest Adams seller. He, he's, he's branched out into lights. He's he's incredible. Um, he's phenomenal businessman, nicest guy, highest standards you can meet. So yeah. going to see him, he told us what we thought. He knew the space. Mm-hmm. Um, he sold us um, some stuff that was one year old, a couple of new subs mm-hmm. um, for yeah, a normal price. price. Yep. Um, we made the commitment to buy it to start with. So we went in, we tested that. The previous sound system was like 20 years old. We had the option of buying that, but people, once people think a sound system's cooked, mate, you're fucked, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's what the Impala yeah. one had the reputation of. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, I just, just yeah. This that was that was the guideline, the best possible, and I was incredibly lucky that the guy that could supply it was was one of my mates that we'd had a history going back for ages, and even sure. though there hadn't been any dollars changing hands for years, it was a um, a, a respect thing. What's the um? How many people can you get in uh, Mothership? How many people can get into Inkabar? And then what's a, how many can you get in? How many into the other place? Um, Yacht Club. Yeah, and Inca overnight you get like 150, 200. Yep. Um, yacht club, it sort of varies. Um, with if I use the outdoor outdoor space, I can do like three or four hundred sure. inside less. Um, mothership over a night, you, you, mothership's twice as big. Right. Yeah. Right. So, what's the biggest challenge for a place like Ink Bar? I mean, she's small. We, we all remember nights, and we all have can't remember some nights at Ink Bar. <laughs> so, what's the what's the some of the biggest challenges with a place like Ink Bar? It's an interesting shape where we actually have the music playing. Um, what are some of the challenges in there? Uh, it's been getting people in recent. Mm. Um, I know me, me and my partner John, we, we sort of got lucky at the start. That was the format that's always been because of the shape. Yeah. 
Um, we decided that that was the dance floor, um, the outside area. Uh, at one stage, we, we thought of maybe moving the toilets down the end to make the dance floor bigger, but then you've got to you know, pump shit around. and um, Literally. It's, a, it's yeah. a space that's worked, you know. Um, the yeah. the, the out, outdoor space makes it social, you know. A, a lot of um, clubs like that, there's not the social thing, so you're, sure. you know, people meet people. And now with a place like Mothership, it's bigger. I take it. Um, was it easier for apart, apart from this, apart from the sound and the the refurbishment of the sound system and stuff? Was it easier to sort of step into a place like Mothership, which had already been established? Um, no, it was. It was. Um, we we didn't want anything to do with the old branding. Like we'd sure. we'd, we'd we'd completely change it around. Yep. Um, we, we'd we'd gone for a new look. Like um, we've 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 got a sort of irreverent spacey theme um where was the inspiration for that what was the reasoning behind it well, our muse <laughs> <laughs> i love the logo i mean the logo is well cool full name yeah. is the motherfucking motherfucking ship motherfuckers but we'll just get licensed first <laughs> <laughs> um well well the 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 um the DJ box was in a funny fucking place. There was a VIP, VIP whole VIP area, which is just fucking bullshit. I'm not into that type of crap. Um, and it was sort of um, the bar itself was great. The offside seating was great, and you could see that if you put a stage in. And and I, I didn't want to just do DJs, you know. So when when I came up, the only thing I was looking for the first time was the floor to ceiling. So the floor to ceiling was in my mind just enough that you could put a stage on. So once you put a stage on, then you can do what you want. It's, you know, quite, it's, it's quite low like ceiling, it. isn't it, as I recall? Is it quite low ceiling? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so when we picked the place for the stage, we decided that we wanted the subs to go under the stage. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, you say, which probably made it a bit higher. So I think it's about two metres from two metres from the um, top of the stage to the to the ceiling with a few beams. So big big boys, if they jump up, the you know, it's but But... That's what we wanted. We wanted the subs under the stage. Um, that's what I mean, the low, low ceiling. Um, but in, in some ways, it makes it better for sound. Um, but yeah, it's it's it makes it feel more compact. You know, there's pluses and minuses, but for everything. But it's it was a it was a non-negotiable. I, I sort of um, I, I also looked at it like it, I mean, once I saw it and worked it out, it was like, well, fuck. You, you, you're probably never going to get the chance to build your dream music mm. music venue again, you know? Mm. I mean, uh, it's interesting you use that word, dream. Is it getting close to something that would be close to your dream venue? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think we could have done it better. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm so proud of what we've done. Like, um, Pat is, has, 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 has just been incredible from day one. We've both had the same vision. Um, we, we went in there with rough ideas, um, I mean, there was big, 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 big spaces where where wallpaper was behind cages. That was a feature. We decided we wanted those as murals, but we didn't have a concept or a theme at that time. Mm. But there was a um, a guy, Chris Stapp, uh, Chris Stapp, who's a, a sort of a reverent um, artist that I knew, and um, you know, he's, he's 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 one of the most freakishly talented artists around. You know, he he um, he, he he paints. He does um, he. He paints. He plays music. He's made films. He was a stunt man. He's had music videos. He's 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 just a phenomenon, you know. Mm. So I, I I knew Chris, and Chris came down. And he looked at the space, and we, we we didn't give him a brief. And he, and a lot of the stuff's quite 
got sick too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but Stapp, Stapp's a legend. I mean, I'll, I'll show you some. Um, so Chris came down. Um, but you know, but didn't know him that well. Um, but it's, it's every everyone that has any interest in, in arts arts of any any type, they know and revere Chris because he's he's, he's he just gets out there and does it, you know. Um, and he literally looked at these spaces where murals were and he just started thinking of big big spaceships, you know, his take on spaceships. Mm. And so he started doing those and it was like there was no 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 brief or, or art. And then um, Pat was down at my place in Rags, Pat and, and Mel's lady of mine, and we were just tossing names around and you know, the mothership um, the mothership came up and it was I mean, you know, who who doesn't like Parliament, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, you know I remember hearing Flashlight for the first time as a kid and going, holy fuck, what's that? Um, yeah. They did a um, seminal concert here at St James like 15 years ago, which, you know, um, but it was it was also like we knew what we wanted and, and the mothership was, I suppose, a bit brash, you know. Like, I think I think it's that. something that people will remember for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, something that stands out. Yeah, and so do you think um, this is a venue that Auckland needed? Um, I, I'd, I'd like I'd like to hope so. Um, I'd I'd like to hope so. Like they they say that the um, the King's Arms, which was a, a, a band venue that maybe shut down like five years ago, has. has mm. Has never been replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a must. And the, it's a must. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, the the mm-hmm. and the King's Arms wasn't that fucking flash, you know. I mean, the Garden Bar was cool, but you know, yeah. you'd be pushed in. But the music, the quality, the vibe, um, and and something like that's hard to hard to hard to replicate, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's always sort of been in the back of my mind, but you know, by the time it shut, I was living in Raglan and and. And then, and when I came up, it was like, if we get this right, that's mm. that, that, that's what we're sort of hoping to do. Was, but on, on a um, you know, on a scale that we can we can go from a band to live electronic to DJ, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's ambitious. It's really ambitious, but we're we're not quite getting the band thing happening yet. Um, but you know, COVID, you have bands, three bands is. You know, 15 reasons your gig could fuck down. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. It, it must be difficult having that sort of always in your back of your mind, you know, when you're sort of operating a venue like this, when you're putting gigs on, when you're booking internationals, when you're getting bands down there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of a sudden everything could, you know, mm-hmm. grind to a halt because of this one virus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it has been a thing, you know. Um, we, we've had nights impacted, but we haven't had to shut anything down. Um that's from a performer point of view, mm-hmm. from a um, from an audience point of view. You know, what I mean, there's, what do you do? Well, if you I think got, I, don't come out. Yeah, I think from a, I don't think there'll be any any lockdowns or anything anymore. No, but enough, it's, no. it's all down to like you know public health. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Too close so, to an election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I can't see it. But it's true though. Like, like for the for the last. Well, the first year, we didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then for two years, we just couldn't relax because you just yeah. weren't sure. We're in this kind of yeah. limbo. Yeah. It's a limbo. Yeah. Can I go yeah. out? Yeah. Can I go out? Do I want to go out? Has this cunt got COVID? Am I going to get it? Am I going to spread it around? Yeah. I don't want to be the one that goes to a super spreader or, yeah. or turns a venue into a super spreader, right? So yeah. 
You know, mm. it's it's always in your mind. Yeah. You know, and, and it's in your mind now. I reckon yeah. there's people that are thinking, um, shall I go to a Christmas party? Shall I go here? You know, it's quite close to Christmas. I probably won't bother, you know, because mm. I don't want to be sick. I'm going away. You know, mm. that, that mentality is always now going to be with us. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I've never cared. I've never cared. I've never had it, and I probably will. Oh, here we go. And, so uh, next week. So next week. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Well, Happy I mean, I, from I, my bed. Yeah. I, I think I got it from um, doing a private function at Inc. in March last year when yeah. there was a little anomaly that you could do these things. I think I got it then. Um, Raglan had had sort of had a bit of a profile for being a bit of a super spreader at the end of the year before, so. Mm. You know, you saw your mates getting it and you saw how they're getting affected and, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I went into isolation and then um, and then, and then came out and I was talking to my neighbour and then my neighbour gets hold of me and him and his family got it, you know, so it was yeah. like three weeks isolation I didn't even get it. Um, but, well, you know, it's, it is what it was, eh? It is what it is. I think if you spend your whole life thinking about it, then you're never going to go anywhere, are you? That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? The, the, less, the less it's spoken about in, you know, yeah. social circles. The yeah, yeah, fucking, the yeah. yeah, it gets a bit uncomfortable when it comes up now, eh? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 with his so many fucking indies. True. <laughs> 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 Actually, how did, how did that affect things when, um, when they started bringing up mandates? For things like the uh, the jab and all that sort of stuff, did, did that make things awkward, like for staff, for allowing people into your venues, or were you a bit more relaxed on it? Or um, well, when the yeah, things were things were not pretty lax up until yeah, I mean um, there was no you know all of a sudden like roughly this time last year yeah. um, when Auckland got let out. Yeah. There, there, from memory, there were no restrictions until then. You know, like we'd, mm. we'd done our lockdown, people would come out. No one's getting tested. You didn't have the um, RAT tests. Mm. But when they when they when they came out, like we just got invaded and in, in rags by all quackers. <laughs> um, it was cool, you know. But I I, um, I I believed in science, so I'd, I'd be um, we'd be scanning and IDing people. Mm. But there was there was a if you didn't ID people, uh, didn't ID people, then um, and I'd have people come in and say that um, I was the only player that. It was good to see someone IDing because I'd been going to bars and shit where no one was IDing, but yeah. I believe in science. Yeah. So, so until, until in, in that December last year, we opened on December. That I mean, I was I was going broke pretty quick being rags, and there's a lot of, you know. Did you get a lot of shit for that? For like, yeah. No, I just said, well, this is how it is. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I I, I I I think we've spoken to a few promoters or bar uh, owners or bar mm. venue managers who said they did get quite a bit of fallout from the, you know, from, I don't want to say the unvaccinated, but people who didn't believe in the science and saying that, you know, oh, I'd get a these bit restrictions of, I'd get a bit are, of light, light, na- um, you know, light natured shit, you know, I mean, yeah. a lot of my friends were, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, um, I, I came back with a, a mate of mine from um, Auckland and we went go-karting on the way back. And so he was, he was in there on a, on a photocopied, um, yeah, on a fake one. So I went in first. <laughs> I went in first, made sure they did an ID check, then told him to come in. Go okay. yeah. Um And then the second time we did it, um, I'd had a, a, a print of mine on my phone, so I wasn't allowed in. <laughs> so he was in there on the fake one. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed in. Then I was about five minutes. My one scanned. What the hell? <laughs> it does. It, it, it does seem so crazy that that was only a year ago. You know, it feels so yeah. much longer ago. Like, yeah. but it was only a year ago, wasn't it? We were still in. We were still in lockdowns in 
not January, but earlier this year, weren't we? Well, and then, so, so at, yeah. at, at, at yeah. we had that that crap. Auckland got out about now last year, and that went to for me. It went to January the twenty, the weekend right. January twenty yeah. third, so six yeah. or seven weeks. It was yeah. the convenient. You know, you're out for Christmas, but we're going to put you back in as soon as you're yeah, sort of yeah, out yeah. of that. Crap. So get out, spread around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Mix it up. Oh, you're back in again. And get then we'll close it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was when That's um, right. um, uh, the the dimension. Dimension was meant to a micro. Oh, wasn't oh shit, that's oh, right. Sorry for that. Oh, yeah, he was such Mate, a scapegoat. Oh. Oh. Oh, Terrible. Was done, he's going to spoil our summer. <laughs> <laughs> How dare it. he have a drink? <laughs> Damn it. Where's my pitchfork? <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. He, he, he made a mistake. Yeah. But it, to be fair, if you look at what he did, most of us would have made that same mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I thought my time was up. I had done yeah. my 10, 12 mm. days, whatever it was. But no, you had to wait for something. Anyway, yeah, poor yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, poor guy. <laughs> but it's funny, like we, we, we talk about that. Every time we talk about COVID and talk about poignant things that happened in COVID or the, during the lockdowns, you have to think about it because it's such a weird time. Mm. Like, was it that? Was it the first year? Was it the second year? Mm. Was it? Yeah, the, totally. It's so weird. I'll tell you what the funny thing is. It, well, it's not funny, but the thing that I remember is that when actually it, it, it initially hit and you heard people going, this could last two years. And you're like, nah, this nah. is six weeks and we're, we're sweet. <laughs> and then you're like, two years later, and you go, shit, it did last two years. <laughs> have we had two years yet? Yeah, we have. Shit. And it's still going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it's funny. I think I declared the pandemic over last week. I I'm, not, I'm not going back on that. <laughs> <laughs> I declared it over like six months yeah, ago. Exactly. I was like, it's done. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> okay, so... Future plans for the mothership. So in like a year, two years, five years, where do you see it? Uh, um, you know, I, I think what we've got is is is, is ahead of ahead of the pack at the moment. Um, it's it's just really hard getting the the. I mean, it, it's, it's it's there's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of gigs on, a lot of big gigs. Um, Apart yeah. from gigs, what competition do you have? Like you, yeah. you're you're an established venue. Um, and you're locked in, you can't go anywhere, and you, you, you're open every, I don't know, Friday, every weekend, Saturday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what are your major competitors? Um, obviously, those events, those random gigs that come up, who, who, are, who who's your major competitor? Well, well sometimes the ink. <laughs> yeah, you're competing yourself. <laughs> Do you ever go, yeah. I'm going to shut ink because I want everyone to go to <laughs> yeah. the mothership. Well, the first, the first um, big gig that Ossie and Matt did for Lo-Fi, um, uh, Sebastian Ledger, I, I had my worst Friday of the fucking year, you know. It was like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. But it was like a, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, one of the biggest, you know, it's, there's a lot on, man. There's there's mm. cost of living is going up. Um, and and rightly so, maybe socialising is a little bit less of a priority. Um, what, what I'm excited to see... Uh, and what I've seen over the last uh, kind of three or four months is just obviously now New Zealand is open and we're getting more international acts in. That's not to mm. say like, you know, the talent we have in New Zealand, mm. that's not nothing against them, but you can't be also having an international act come A good over. draw card. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then getting good New Zealand support to support that international. And what I've seen from the mothership is that you're drawing some of these big international acts that have come in and it's, it's kind of um, a place for these acts to go. You know, like you mentioned, Sebastian Legier, yeah. yeah. Um, and in in Europe, he's he, you know he, he's he's a big draw. He, he draws festivals, yep. clubs, yep. two thousand people, whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, and to see him come over and play at the Mothership, I mean, mm. yeah, yeah cool. that, that's yeah. pretty special. Huh? Mm. Well, well, you know, starting somewhere from scratch in the middle of winter, 
um, you, you know, it was, you, you know, you have to satisfy people that you're going to open. You know, when, yeah. when we opened, we had um, one booking the night after, and we had um, we had a booking by Maroki, who's, you know, Raglan kid that's starting to crack it, three weeks later, and then we had nothing around that because people want to see what you're doing. It's mm -hmm. winter. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to do, do our own shit. Um, we were a, a week late opening. Um, you know, still whacked it out and uh, pretty quick, but, you know, people want to see that you're delivering. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lag time to for when gigs happen. Um, you do some gigs that don't work, um, like the, the one we talked about before. So so a gig like that, um, you know, we, we probably lost $5,000. Just for the listeners, which one was that? Uh, what do you call it? Friend Within. Yeah, Friend Within. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was... It was I mean, it should have been sweet, but that's that's just what happens sometimes. And I noticed that a little bit in the second lockdown is that there's just nights where mm. all the towns fucked. Mm. So yeah, I don't know what was that. happening because I, I don't yeah. live up here. But yeah, yeah. Um, you you know, to to make back that five grand, you know, you you need like three Sebastian Ledges. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's you know people. Um, it's interesting that I guess people's mentality to actually going out or or um, you know, like they're used to be creatures of habit that used to go out every week and now like you mm. know maybe it's once every fortnight yeah. maybe once every mm. month probably a little yeah. bit more than that yeah. and yeah. Um, because um, they had this long period of, of lockdown and, and attitudes have changed yeah 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 and you know if you've if you, you got a family and you know a few bucks short at the end of the week then maybe you shouldn't be going yeah, out with the cost of living going yeah. up as well yeah yeah that's yeah. a good point, actually. Like with the cost of living and the and the way that things are, I mean, petrol's about to go up again by fucking twelve cents or whatever in the end of February. There's a lot of pressure on families in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you calculate the value of what you provide? How do you how do you calculate the door costs? How do you calculate um, alcohol costs? I mean, obviously, alcohol alcohol prices are going up as well, so you've got to stay on top of that. Um, is there a balance between getting as many people as we can in at a lower price or keeping it a little bit more um, high-end at a higher price to come in? Okay, okay so mo most of the gigs we do, um, we, we deal with promoters. Um, so the promoter, quite often they're getting gouged a little bit, you know, like getting someone out here. People are trying to make money back from the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes someone comes to you and, you, you don't, and it's like, 30 bucks for that? Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty constant, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 some unrealistic expectation out there, mm. um, and the unrealistic expectation means a lot of people won't go to that gig. So you've got to stay right. on top of that. Yeah. Just just out of context, how much was the friend within gig? Oh, I, I can tell you. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Maybe, 30, <laughs> yeah. Maybe twenty bucks to start with. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable for you know to get an international over and ask twenty thirty dollars. Yeah. I think it's when it sort of hits yeah. eighty ninety dollars that yeah. you sort of think, well, maybe not, you know. And yeah. and it's and it's not and you know the international alone is not going to make you part of your money. It's got to be more than that, mm. you know. Um, whether it's you know more of an event than just a night, uh, mm. maybe there's yeah. a theme going mm. on, yeah. you know, maybe it's a bondage party mm. or something, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why not? Sure. Well, you know, I'd go. Yeah. who knows? Yeah. But, but there's this, yeah. um, you know, there's this, you know, people, you know, um, so there, there was a party that got mentioned that, that had been held down at Shed 10 for a while, um, so they'd had a uh, band Leisure, so they had two years ago, the Leisure DJs, they got 2,000 people. Mm. 
um, year after the leisure DJs, two and a half thousand people. This year they had leisure play, two hundred people. Oh. Bang! That's everyone involved. That is probably out of the game now. Yeah. You, hits like that are unsustainable. <coughs> I mean, I mean, you know, you you, you take a hit on a gig, it might take five to get it back. Yeah, okay, so that's that's a really good, interesting thing you said there. So what I want to know is what kind of a person. Um, would get into this kind of gig. What kind of a person does it take to run a venue, to um, you know, be in the game for 20, 25 years that you, like you've been? <laughs> Someone who just doesn't want to do another job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like you know, I um, I mean, I've, I've, I've made a couple of lucky calls in my life with buying houses and shit. So. Um, I've got a wife that's that's got a pretty um, well-paid um, job. Um, you know, I, I don't need to make huge bucks. You know, it's, it's so it's a passion. Yeah, you know, I, I I've, I've used my own money to do shit. Um, yeah, I, I like doing it. Um, and and the mothership was really me me trying to and and Pat trying to build our perfect music venue within the constraints of what we had. Mm. Um, and oh, fuck, that opportunity's not going to come again, you know. So you just have to go for it. So after the I, mother- I would have kicked myself here if I hadn't. Yeah. Oh, nice. And, and even though it's still a struggle, but Inland Revenue can wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought now they're taking life is short. Inland Revenue can wait. That's a great tagline. I like <laughs> but it's um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to to to, to make a living from it and. Yeah, yeah. Fucking end of the day. What are the stories like? Everything I need in life, yeah. What are the stories like? You must have some good yarns. I'm not, I'm, I'm not necessarily asking for yarns, but feel free to spill some if you like. Oh. Like it is one of those things. It's, it's a real lifestyle, and you can certainly meet some interesting characters and have some interesting experiences. What are yeah. some of the things that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to um, to to meet a lot of people that I, I respected and and become my friends. You know, I mean, if I can. Greg, um, Greg ended up marrying my best female friend, you know. So, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. You meet people who you respect, meet people who you think you respect that you maybe don't respect. Um, I, I think I'm lucky to be able to do it. Mm. So would, would you ever, what would be the next, so let's, I mean, the mothership, like, that's another tick. What would be the next stage for you? Have you got any aspirations to maybe, like, push it a bit further and go, right, I'm going to make... You know the New Zealand version of Glastonbury or something. Oh, um, it's no, I, 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 I do know, it in a paddock right next to Raglan Roast where yeah. they do this. <laughs> They'd love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, maybe one day, like a little. Um, I mean, I, I see phenomenal, phenomenal music all the time. I've, I've, you know, I've seen bands like. You know, summer thieves come from nothing, saying my garage. So, on the edge of being superstars, you know. You know, see, LAB playing there before. You know, and even from day one, it was like, holy fuck. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I thought of things like that a bit more before COVID, but it's it's just getting balanced, and mm. um, I don't like borrowing money. I like if I lose my own money, then fucking too bad, you know. Um, but but no, my my um, my um, aspirations in the game are, are certainly being met by 
getting the mothership humming. And um, you know, I, I have to take a I have to take a back role in it at the moment because I'm I'm actually not allowed on premise police opposition. Um, but Pat's phenomenal. We share that we sh we share the same vision, um, and and that's the most incredible thing is finding a, a business partner that you can wholeheartedly trust. That I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have that. Does that make you sad that you can't go on the premises? Nah. <laughs> um, it's oh, yeah, you know, I, I, like I say, there's a few battles with my landlords and that, and it's um, I'm in Auckland tomorrow to meet licensing with with my lawyer mate who just kicks fucking ass. Um, I've been opposed. I'm only allowed to be a shareholder in 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 the in the mothership at the moment um, because of police opposition on the grounds of um, noise complaints in Raglan and just utter fucking bullshit. Yep. Um, but we had to agree to it to get our bridging license. So what do you do? When the, yeah. when the council sees this, you know, like there's going to be a new venue in Auckland. Like, who's the license? Oh, fuck it, I'm not Andy again. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's all sort of happening at once. You know, I've got the ink ink license in. Um, I mean, we we when we opened on July eighth, I found out the police opposition on July twentieth. Um, it, it's taken quite a while to get through the process, um, and it was the bridging license. We, we had been operating on, yeah, yeah. So the bridging licence um, is what we need, you know, because then it's, it is ours. And that came through November 18th. Mm. But we'd, we'd made the deal back in September that that's what they wanted. It was decided not to push then. Um, and I'd been up here quite a bit anyway, and, and, and Pat had been overseas for a bit. And, um, you know, I was, so Pitch Black was the last gig I went to. I mean, you know, I'm up here now having a look, but... Yeah, my, my, my lawyer mate, he's he's just a monster and we expect to we expect to maybe not win it tomorrow, but mm. um mm. you know, police can't oppose on this fucking shit. Um they're opposing my manager's license in Raglan at the moment. And it's just what do you fucking do? Um and my ink license, which has always gone through automatically for twenty two years, um, that's that was meant to be decided by eighth of December, so See what happens there, but yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a bit weird having police opposition. So, so what does the future hold for Andy? Three venues on the go, cranking hard. <laughs> uh well, Ink's starting to turn around. Ink, Ink, yeah, Ink's sort of getting back to what it, what it was. Um, Yachty's always good in winter, and the mothership we're refining what we do. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we. Uh, I couldn't be prouder or happier of what we've done. It's you know it's it's, it's a real buzz. Um, it's just getting it consistent over all all types of music. Um, you're trying to weed out the shit nights to the more good nights, more internationals. Yeah, I I I, I think that mothership is so wicked in every way that it, it should it should become a um, iconic venue like Incas. Yeah. I, I think we'd have to fuck it up pretty badly for it not to become like that. That's it's, I, me and Pat don't think we could have done any better. We've had great support, um, great artists, great people working. It's, yeah. it's, 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 um, and the feedback we're getting from customers, from promoters, from everyone is is the same. So even though the times are really tough, like I said, you know, a, a yeah. gig that you fuck up, you lose, you know, five grand. You know, it takes weeks to get that back, but we're we're getting there, mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, it's it's 
I mean, the, uh, uh, it's the worst time in 20 years to do anything like that. Mm. Um, doesn't even compare. And and in winter as well. well fucking like I said, there wasn't any other. Yeah. <laughs> you either grab it or you don't, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've had, to, I've had to juggle shit around. Um, I've had to juggle stuff around. Um, I had my wife help me out, but um, yeah, we haven't sold the house yet. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives an iconic venue. And I mean, I, everybody I know who I've socialised with, and all, they all go to K Road. You know, at the end of the night, it comes, we've all been under the viaduct and the waterfront mm. and all that. Mm. Where do we go now? K Road, where are we going on? K Road, Inc. Mm. Inc's always the place that people mm. talk about. You know, and whether they remember it or not, they always say they have a great yeah. time. Mm. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, fingers crossed that you just keep on cranking on. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you'd have to, um, what's the saying? You'd have to claw me out of there with your dead hands or something. It's, it's. Oh, my cold dead hands. Cold yeah. dead hands, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, Ink was a life changer for me, you know. Um, yeah. And Ink has, Ink has been the, what Ink did was it's given me the money and the cash flow and the reputation and the um, experience to carry on and do the other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it's probably taken me 20 years of learning shit. For me and Pat to do with mothership, and yeah, that's why we, in my opinion, nailed it. And um, we'll I'm, continue nailing it. I'm very looking, I'm very much looking forward to seeing where the mothership goes from here because yeah. I'm very excited by it as a venue, mm. and um, you know, it's, it's been a great start. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, like I say we're 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 as happy as we can be. Um, yeah, with you know, I'm not fucking walking away, and I got the best land or the New Zealand. <laughs> well, we've got the best names in New Zealand. <laughs> so, what have you got? Um, we'll bring this up to a, a wrap, wrap this up pretty quickly now. So, um, what have you got coming up in your venues that are, that are point in any major dates that you can think of? Okay, so we've got a huge one. Say Wednesday, we've got a huge one on Friday. Um, Crafty Cuts, Standing Warriors at at, at, at Mothership. That'll be huge. Cool. Uh, same night, I've got Paige Julia playing Ink, mm-hmm. the, the techno thing. Well, the Genesis, uh, then Paige doing a drum bass night Saturday. Yep. Um, 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 uh, so getting it there. And then we got State of Mind Christmas due the last Friday before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Pat being State of Mind, that'll be um, big. Uh, um, yeah, we've got some 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 good bands coming through. We've got, we're starting to pick up some of the Cincinnati bands at the 500 person level. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get um, promoters like um, Eccles and that, big boys putting their shit in. Nice. Um, but every every promoter, I mean, I will have these links anyway from the yachty. Um, but every every promoter um, that puts shit in, loves it, come back even if they fuck it up or not. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's you know we, we want to be doing top end, so it's a logical assumption that with Pat being my partner, we'll be getting all the um, the top Kiwi drum bass, the upbeats, the um, Alex Perez, mm-hmm. obviously uh, State of Mind, um, uh, Floridas. Um, but you know, it's it's we want to be varied. You know, we got we got the world's best Pantera tribute band playing. Uh, what? Hey, really? It's amazing. Yeah, Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. We'll be there. Hey? Oh my god, we're going to be there. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, but it's, oh it's, my it's, god, it's Pantera, I just... uh, and I think Metallica one too. You know, and it's like yeah. Bogan's drink piss. Oh man, I used to listen to Pantera when I was sixteen. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never been into metal. Oh, <laughs> my jam. I went, I went to the gig at the town hall, and they noise. have a, a sign outside, and the chick going. Uh, no, um, was it? No knife, no guns. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no knuckle dusters, no knife, no guns. And we got a fucking American accent. 
They had one of the greatest album covers. I think it was on Vulgar Display of Power, where it was just a guy being punched in the face. Yeah. Brilliant. That's all you need for an album cover, just a guy being punched in the face. I miss the days when they put a lot of effort into album covers and even music videos. Now it's just like, yeah, as many hits, it's quantity, not quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, mate. But, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 we're, we're trying to, we're trying to, Get it happening that we do bands before eleven and then get DJs afterwards. You know, there's a lot of bands that, you know, we, we need two hundred fifty people a night to sort of be breaking even. You know, a lot of bands that's not happening, but we're trying to get the two nights things happening at one. Yeah. Um, we're ambitious. We we try things. Some things work. Some things don't. Yeah. But um, our, you know, we've we've found good people to work with doing local shit, and um, and you know, getting getting into our diary next week. It's uh, next year. It's a lot of heavy good acts over a lot of um variety of music you know live mm. electronic yeah yeah but hang on. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty cool to be seeing what you sort of hoping would happen happen mm. yeah and you feeling positive about 2023 can we push well, if I can get through the last fucking year then yeah <laughs> yeah i i yeah. i hey man if i can get through the last winter um and, and be where we are now then it's i can't imagine things being any worse than what they has been no yeah yeah, yeah we're good well, to you, Andy Mick. Well done. Cool, thank you. We'll get there. Cheers. Yep, yep. yep. moving forward and um, kissing all the rest of it. Yeah. Gone in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. We're good. Cool.